Hello and welcome to Praying on Purpose. This morning I would like to continue to analyze the first of the two Birchus Torah, the brachos that we recite each and every morning, both in preparation and in anticipation of the Torah that we are going to study that day. The first bracha, which we began to introduce last time, begins with the words, We introduce the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has commanded us uniquely to perform a particular mitzvah. And what is that mitzvah? La'asok b'divrei Torah. In order to immerse ourselves in the study of Torah, as we mentioned, more than just a cursory study. We are not simply reading books, but we are really trying to engage in a process which requires a real commitment, an immersion, which is really, obviously, what the word la'asok means. And then the bracha continues, We ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu to make the Torah, the words of Torah, sweet befino in our mouths. Now, of course, on a metaphoric level over here, the idea that's being conveyed is that we want the study of Torah, which is obviously something which happens not exclusively, but including our mouths, The words of Torah are words that we speak to one another, we teach Torah to others, and even when we are learning by ourselves, it is a process which involves the mouth, that the Torah should be sweet. When there is something that we put in our mouths which is sweet, it makes the entire experience much more pleasant. And when you think about it, we eat in order to stay alive. If we would go too long without eating, our bodies would cease to function in the way that they need. So we eat in order to stay alive. There is the nutritional value, which is necessary, again, in order for our bodies to function. However, many of us, I would say most of us, probably close to all of us, eat for another reason, and that is because we find it enjoyable. The experience of eating is something that can give us pleasure, which is why when people are selecting foods, they don't only look, hopefully they look as well, at the nutritional value, but they're also looking at the taste, the texture, all of those aspects of food which do not necessarily determine how healthy the particular food is, but what is it going to feel like for me? And we call that a tam. We call that the taste. Now, people have different preferences. There are some people like salty foods. There are some people like spicy foods. But I think it's fair to say that most people enjoy the experience of eating something which is sweet. There is, there is an inherent pleasure in the consumption of something which is sweet. Again, it's not why we eat, but it makes the entire experience that much more enjoyable. It enhances the entire experience. And the same is true, perhaps on a much more profound level, when it comes to the study of Torah. As we mentioned last time, we study Torah because we are instructed to do so. Like every other mitzvah, it is a gezeris hakasuv. The Torah tells us to do so, and that's why we do it. Of course, in order to make it through each and every day as a functional Jew, we need to study Torah in order to know what to do. And as we explained, through the study of Torah, we are trying to connect ourselves to HaKadosh Baruch Hu by coming to understand Him greater, His ways, His logic. The shame Hashem, if you will, as we mentioned last time, in the name of the Ramban, who tells us that in the entire Torah is the name of God. But now we are introducing an additional component, and that is in addition to the fact that we study Torah because we need to, because it is necessary for our spiritual survival and growth, there is another benefit And that is that Torah can be truly pleasurable. It can be sweet in our mouths. And we understand that this is not automatic. It is not something which is to be taken for granted. It doesn't kick in automatically for each and every person. And so therefore, we ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu to help us, to assist us. After we identify the Masa Mitzvah as being La'asok B'divrei Sora, 
we then say immediately, We recognize that we may need some assistance in this regard. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, help me achieve a sense of satisfaction and joy and pleasure. Make the experience enjoyable. Make the Torah sweet in my mouth. Now, when you think about it, it's possible that the juxtaposition of these two ideas is highlighting something which is very fascinating and paradoxical within the mitzvah of Talmud Torah. On the one hand, we are identifying the masa mitzvah, the action of the mitzvahs, la'asok b'divay Torah, to immerse ourselves in the study of Torah. And then we say, v'harevno Hashem elokeinu, Hashem make it sweet. So it could very well be that we are stumbling upon a very, very important point over here. And for this, I'd like to direct you to a most familiar pasuk, in a completely different context, but in the beginning of Parshas Lech Lecha, Hashem says to Avram, Vayam Hashem al Avram, Lech Lecha, Me'artzcha, Mimuladatcha, Mibesavicha, El Ha'aretz Asher Areka. The Torah tells us that Hashem says to Avram, I want you to go, Me'artzcha, from the land in which you are living, Umimuladatcha, from the land in which you were raised and born, Mibesavicha, from your parents' home, El Ha'aretz Asher Areka. To where? To a land to be named later. I will show you. I will let you know when you get there. In other words, Avram was instructed to get up and move, but he wasn't told where he was going. He was not actually told what the destination would be. Now, we know, of course, we know the end of the story. Ultimately, Avram was led to Eretz Canaan, and the relationship between Avram Avinu and us to this very day with Eretz Israel originates at this point. But initially, HaKadosh Baruch Hu does not tell him where he's going. And why is that? So Rashi quotes the Medrash. Rashi says, Logila lo ha'aretz miyad. Initially, HaKadosh Baruch Hu did not tell him where he was going. Says Rashi, in order to make it more dear and precious in his eyes. And says Rashi, And in order to enable him to receive reward, for each and every word. Now what is going on here? How can we understand Rashi perhaps on a little bit of a deeper level? So in the Sefer Berchus Peretz, the stipler goes, so he explains both of these points separately. Regarding the first point, he says, that it is human nature, that when a person is searching for something, when a person is yearning for something, when something doesn't come easy, when he finds it, when a person is able to discover something that was not obvious to him beforehand, reveal something that was otherwise hidden, so it is going to be that much more enjoyable, pleasurable, is going to give that person a much greater level of satisfaction. And the stipple explains anything that comes easy, goes easy. Think about it. He says, any, any experience in life, if it's something which just happens automatically and I don't have to put much time and effort into it, it's ultimately it's not going to be that meaningful. However, something that requires a real commitment, a real ASEC, an involvement, so when I am able to achieve it, it's that much more pleasurable. And he says the same thing is true when it comes to Tamatora, that when a person applies himself, and a person really, really pushes himself to understand Torah, and to yearn, and to seek, and a person looks to plumb the depths of Torah, and to peel layer upon layer upon layer, they become very precious and dear to a person. He says, however, a person who is not mishtokek ma'od lahasagaso, a person does not yearn so much in order to achieve it, and it just comes naturally and easily and doesn't apply himself, so he says, so then it's not going to be that important to him. So the stipler is pointing out that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Avram, I want you to go to Eretz Canaan, but he doesn't tell him the place, he did that because he wanted that ultimate destination to be that much more meaningful to Avram Avinu. And through this, says the stipler, we can understand with greater appreciation our relationship with the Torah. 
Could it have been easier? Would not have been easier? Because the Baruch would just make it easy for us to understand Torah. To why, why do we have to be osik in Torah? Why can't our minds more naturally just understand and appreciate the complexities of Torah? Why do we have a difficult time retaining information? Why do we have to review things again and again? Just make it easy. After all, the goal over here is kolanu yodei shemecha, so make it easier. Why is it that so often the process of Talmud Torah is one that is difficult, that is challenging? So says the Sniper, because wants ultimately that it should be enjoyable and pleasurable for us. And the things in life that bring us pleasure and enjoyment require effort. And that's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't tell him where he's going. And similarly, we don't always know where we're going. When we are studying Torah, we are on a journey, and we don't completely understand where it is that we're heading. Again, we open a book, we understand exactly what the topic is, but until we've arrived at that place, so to speak, so it is hidden from us. And when we arrive, ah, so there's a sense of real sweetness that emerges, and it is that process that we're asking HaKadosh Baruch Hu for special assistance when we say, V'harevno Hashem Alkeinu Hashem, make the Torah sweet. Now there's another point over here, and that is that the stipler highlights the second point, and that is, V'litein lo schar, akol dibor dibor, or according to some other versions, akol psio psia, for every word or every step. And over here he makes a separate point, and that is that when a person knows exactly where he is going, there is less resistance. I'm familiar with this place, I know where it is, and so therefore especially if this is a place that I'm attracted towards, if this is something that I want to do, so I'm not going to resist all that much. However, when I'm told to do something, and I know exactly what it is that I'm doing, where it is that I'm going, and I am committing myself to a process because I believe that the one who is guiding me in this way, the one who is instructing me to do so, ultimately has my best interest in mind. So this is something that gives us greater schar. There's a commitment. I am following the instructions of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with the awareness that I don't know exactly where it is that I'm going, but I am committing myself to a process because I believe ultimately I'm going to be happy and satisfied when I come to that ultimate destination. And so therefore, in order to fully appreciate this bracha, when we ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu V'harevno Hashem Elokeinu, we have to understand and appreciate that the process of Torah is one that requires great effort and toil. And this, of course, is captured, again, in this most important word, La'asok B'divrei Torah. It is a process which requires commitment and immersion. It is one in which I apply myself fully, and if I do so, what will then begin to emerge is an appreciation of the sweetness of Torah. You know, Schwab, in his commentary on Chumash, and Parshish B'Shalach, he tells us that there was one particular Shabbos that he had the opportunity to spend in the house of the Chavetz Chaim. There are several accounts of this most incredible encounter that Rav Schwab had on one very, very special Shabbos that he spent in the home of the Chavetz Chaim. And in various writings of Rav Schwab, he reports some of these very powerful anecdotes. So at the time of this incredible encounter, the Chavetz Chaim turned to Rav Schwab, who at the time was, was a young man, and he said to him, you know, Chazal tell us that the man that fell in the Midbar, that the taste of the man would depend on what a person was thinking, right? If a person was in the mood for sweet food, it would taste sweet. If a person was in the mood for something that was salty, it would taste salty. If a person wanted spicy, it would taste spicy, whatever a person wanted. So the Chavetz Chaim said, and what if a person wasn't thinking anything? If a person wasn't thinking anything, what would it taste like? And he said, if you weren't thinking anything, it wouldn't taste like anything. Because he says when it comes to spiritual matters, the tam is commensurate with the machshava. The taste is going to reflect how much thought is put into it. And he gives a mashal, he says a metaphor, to a person who's studying Torah. 
If a person studies Torah and thinks about what it is that he's studying and is misamek and tries to really delve in a deep way into the material, so then he will be margish es hamasikos Torah. He's going to feel the sweetness of Torah. It's going to emerge somewhat naturally. And when we are asking a Baruch for assistance of the Avarevna, it is also a reflection of the process that will happen gradually and naturally over time. However, he says, if a person sits with a safer in his hand and he's just reading words and he's not delving into the material, ein lilimudo shum tam. This process is not going to be particularly tasteful. It is not going to be enjoyable. It is not going to create a sweetness in his mouth. And so therefore, as we recite this bracha each and every morning and we ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu for assistance, let us slow down when we say these words, la sok soda. And then remind ourselves immediately, that if we can commit ourselves to be osake in Torah, to immerse ourselves in the process of Torah, so then what we will ultimately find is that it will be that much more enjoyable. The process will be one which will generate a sweetness in our mouth, one which will, as Rashi says in Parshas Lechacha, make the study of Torah, the material of Torah, the entire experience of Torah, to be more chaviv be'enenu, more precious in our eyes. So hopefully as we say this bracha each and every morning, we can keep this in mind, which will not only enlighten the experience of reciting the bracha, but hopefully greatly enhance and enrich the entire experience of our study of Torah. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day and a good mechodesh. Oh, yeah,